This week on Ultra 64, food is good. And that's the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Ultra 64, we are the comprehensive Nintendo 64 podcast. My name is Steve Gunley, and over here on his phone, Woody Siskowski. Everyone's super paying attention. Hey, I, I'm wondering about the backstory for this game that we played, which was Gauntlet Legends, by the way. I was going to get to that. We played Gauntlet Legends this week. Wait, why are there uh, so we many have, people in here, There's Steve? so many people in this room, and that's because Gauntlet Legends is a four-player game, and as is our hallowed tradition uh, established in one episode of Mario Party, we like to bring in guests when we have four-player games. So uh, we brought in uh, two lovely people to talk about Gauntlet with us. And who are those lovely people? We brought in one lovely person. <laughs> Is it me? Guess fight for <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going anymore. I don't want to fight. Fight for the title here. of loveliest guest. Oh, okay. I'm going to say it's Zach. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept it. Okay, and I'm Lindsay. Yes. <laughs> and I'm Zach. The lovely one. Yeah. <laughs> Zach is sitting next to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're we're go. Oh, oh, yeah. oh. Sparks, sparks. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, it was returned um, and then rejected. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, yeah. Leave it all there. right. Leave it there. So anyway, we played Gauntlet Legends tonight. Yeah. Which is a game by Midway, released mm -hmm. in 1998. Steve, give us the backstory on this. All right, let's go for it. So yeah, uh, this was uh, originally released in the arcades in 1998. It made it to N64 August 31st, 1999. So just about a year later. Uh, it also appeared on Dreamcast and PlayStation. It was published by or developed by Atari and published by Midway on consoles. So our old buddies Midway are coming back. So let's talk a little bit about uh, Gauntlet because kids don't know what Gauntlet is. Yeah. So Gauntlet was an arcade game. It uh, came out in 1985. Was yes, the it first did. Gauntlet arcade game, mm -hmm. and it is a very influential arcade game because it's one of the earliest and certainly the most popular four-player game. Yes, and um, really one of the first like dungeon crawly kind of games to be in an arcade. Yeah, that's and true. It's... It was it was a big, 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 big hit when it came out. I, I found one fact that said there was a, an arcade owner in San Mateo, California, which I marked because that's where I'm originally from. Uh, I didn't know this arcade owner. Just just putting okay. this out there. I'm not paid by him, <laughs> but he claims to have made fifteen thousand dollars just off this arcade cabinet in six months, which a if you consider a quarter at a time, that's nuts. Uh, so it went on to win Game of the Year at the Golden Joystick Awards, an award show I just learned existed and still exists. I feel like I've actually heard of it before. Really? I've never yeah. heard of it. They just gave it to the, this <laughs> same award to Horizon Zero Dawn, which was my favorite game of this year, so uh, they've got good taste. I think that the um, the adult video awards were actually going to be named the Golden Joysticks, <laughs> but uh, the name was taken. Oh, wait, maybe that's why I heard <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, so Gauntlet 2 came out shortly after in 1986. It was basically the identical game, except now you had the ability to uh, choose different colors for your characters. So now you could just be the Red Wizard or the Green Warrior and stuff like that. Uh, and uh, so they started making spin-offs and sequels. It pretty much appeared on every console known to man. Uh, they released a Gauntlet 3 that went exclusively to home computers in 1993. So not a lot of people remember that one. It was kind of an isometric platformery style hmm. game and it kind of deviated from the traditional format so a lot of people don't really acknowledge it uh to make it extra confusing they re-released the first gauntlet on genesis and just called it gauntlet 4 even though it was identical oh. to the first game uh just to make things extra confusing but i guess technically this game we played gauntlet legends would be the fourth gauntlet game okay so um just 
basically the gameplay of Gauntlet is super simple. You play mm -hmm. as four, I think there's four classes to choose from, and you just go initially. From... You can you can unlock more there's later. Secret ones. Secret ones. I believe yeah. the secret classes are just reskins of the basic classes. Oh, like there's lame. a Minotaur who's just a reskin of the warrior in terms of stats. Um, but yeah, so all the Gauntlets games are like this. There's four classes to choose from. You just go from room to room and kill enemies and get gold. Think of a very early primitive Diablo. Yeah, sure. Or like, and it, really the gameplay reminds me a lot of Dynasty Warriors. Just like okay. the endless, endless waves of things that you need to cut off their source to make them stop throwing waves at you. So if you played those games, you have a little bit of context. And it's but also, chances are you've probably played Gauntlet in some form or another. I it's still around. Most people probably, if they're familiar with Gauntlet, would recognize it from the announcer. Mm -hmm. um, Red Warrior needs food badly. Food Blue is good. Blue Valkyrie is about to die. Or our favorite one. Why are um, those only the, like negative? They have positive <laughs> ones. Well, it, it was mostly it was telling you to put in more quarters. Yes. Because in the oh. arcade game, it's like insert quarters to stay alive. And the, the little voices in the arcade game were pretty like groundbreaking at times. Yeah. Like, Holy shit, this thing's talking to me. We had a lot of fun um, in our playthrough today. Um, during the tutorial, he says, avoid dangerous objects. And uh, so we kept giving each other that advice as we were playing through running into saw blades. What should we do with these dangerous objects? Avoid them. Are you sure? Well, that doesn't sound right to me. To, to give the game credit, the dangerous objects, you could see where they were, but not when they were active, nor when the floors actually went where you were actually supposed to go. And you actually, and you also didn't always have total control over where your character was allowed to stand. No. <laughs> so. this, this game is composed of lots of very thin corridors and four characters trying yeah. to squeeze through those yeah. corridors. That's why I was like, okay, you guys wanted four players to play this. I think it actually would have been better if it was just two. I almost wonder, because I played it single player. Not to say I don't want you guys here, but I, I, uh, I played this single player a little while ago just to kind of make sure the, the game worked and everything, and I'm just like, you know what? I, I, this is fine, it's functional, but I feel like you need more people to really enhance the experience on it. I don't think Gauntlet... Gauntlet is nothing without the four-player, though. It's just the gameplay is too simple yeah. and too repetitive. Um, is it also because we it, all get to yell at each other? We get yeah. to yell at each other yeah. a lot, which Absolutely. is the whole point. Well, as we discussed in Mario Party, any game that's four-player is just intrinsically better by being four-player. So yeah. even though Mario Party is a shit game, um, you have fun playing with four people and getting into the goofy spirit. And Gauntlet has that, too. Like, Lindsay, yeah. you always make things very competitive. Mm. So um, even though it's a cooperative game, you're going to run in front of us and uh, try to take all the gold and get cranky when you open the chest and all I the take keys. the gold. I also do um, remember at the beginning of the game being like, okay, these two characters are the tank characters, and they go in the front, and these are the distance <laughs> characters, and they stay in the back, and none of that happens. No, it just no. becomes a mad dash. It's just clusterfuck the game. Of people trying tank, to run. And in, I wasn't allowed to be a tank. Trying to run in different directions, and it's one of those, as if one character's to the le going left, the other character's going right, the screen will just prevent anyone from being able to proceed. Well, and then you're stuck on dangerous objects. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which you should avoid. <laughs> All right, let's let's walk it. Let's walk people through our experience now. Uh, what characters did everybody select? I was the blue wizard, and I named myself Butt. I was the I'm green 12. archer. Green archer. And what was? Did you name your character? I don't no, remember. just uh, the default name. You can name it now. Can you speak the default name? I don't remember what it was. I think it was it, wasn't it like Aowen or something? Was, Aowen. Maybe it was Aowen. Aowen. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow, that's just a blatant ripoff. Okay. <laughs> okay. I brought my memory card from home <laughs> to play as my level 10 warrior, uh, Wu-Tex, um, who I think has been, on that, has been on that memory card for 
a decade. Wow. Um, well, he so, certainly ain't nothing to fuck with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> level so 10. We got, ooh, I think we <laughs> can go up to 60 levels yeah. in this game. Wow. Um, so he had a long way to go. But it did give us a couple more levels unlocked to explore. And you were still um, well ahead of any of us. So Yeah. And just to keep the stereotypes... I played a female character, the Valkyrie. Valkyrie. I played yellow, but then I switched it to blue because I said, why the fuck not? Okay. And my main thing was that it was Freya with an additional A at the end. Freya. Yeah. Freya. 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 This, we're not, All right. we're not singing in you now. Moving <laughs> on. Um, so I believe the story of this game is there is an evil sorcerer who summons the archdemon Scourge. Are you sure? Like that. See, I've never heard of a fantasy game having an evil sorcerer or, or like a prophecy or anything. I know. It's sounds... just, this is new innovation that Gauntlet Legends came up with. Damn. Evil sorcerer summons demon. Uh, the sorcerer's good brother mm -hmm. um, decides to summon four mighty avatars or um, one mighty avatar and then these three doofuses. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> And, Wu Texan crew. Yeah, Wu Texan yeah. Co. Um, <laughs> and summons us to travel through the land, collect rune stones, beat the four bosses of I think there's four major worlds of this game, mm -hmm. and about five levels per world. Um, and then you once you find all the rune stones, beat all those bosses. You go to the final world, beat Scourge, yeah. Stern, I don't remember what his name is. Sounds and, right. um, is he the Scourge of something? Yeah, he's the mm -hmm. Scourge of. Of, of yeah, Wu the wizards. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so, all right. So, yeah, you start in the mountain realm, which mm. is where we started. Um, there is items to pick up, um, which grant you powers that you can turn on and off. You can also sell them um, back at this sort of hub base um, to buy stats, yeah. which is a little odd. Um, you can buy strength, armor, health, um, as well as other items. But I find it's usually best to just sell the items and use it to buy stats because oh. those are going to last forever. I did the opposite. Oh. Oh, That's so. okay. None of you guys saved your characters. So I'm going to go home and clearly play through the rest of Gauntlet well, Legends obviously. by myself because I live a sad, solitary <laughs> life. Um, <laughs> this is something worth noting, too. Okay, so th this leveling up system that you have in this game was in the arcade version. So That's you, it was, one, it was a kind of unique feature at the time. Like, you saved your password at the end of your you would arcade create, session. I think, a, so oh. you could bring your character back. Yeah, I believe you would put in like a three-digit... You would name a character and you would mm. put a password in for them, like yeah. a four-digit password that we would load up well, the character later. Knowing how often... Like, I have a bunch of friends that own pinball machines. Knowing how yeah. often those things get reset, mm. was that ever an issue, do you think? I'm curious. I mean, I would have to add, I've, I've, I've seen this in arcades. Like, yeah. you see, it's kind of a, I think this was a fairly popular mm -hmm. game, um, but I've never played it in arcades. Midway had a string of doing this with their arcade machines for a long time. Um, Gauntlet Legends has it. Uh, NBA Hangtime has it because mm -hmm. you can load created characters. I think NFL Blitz has it. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, this became a repeated thing for Midway, so they must have... I mean, it was for yeah. the specific arcade game right like yeah. you couldn't go to yeah. a different arcade and do the same password you could no, you, no, couldn't you, import, yeah. you couldn't import your basketball yeah. character into so Gauntlet that, Legends. That's why I'm wondering, like, so that would have been awesome. <laughs> and and ha having played NBA Hangtime, it's really Super not futuristic. out of the no. it's not out of the realm of possibility. No, that, that would have been a totally midway thing to do, and that would have been awesome. Yeah, I'd be I'd be actually into that. So bare minimum of a plot, and then you're just kind of set on your way. Um and there's, I mean, there's just not really much to talk about. So, I mean, it's it's kind of classic Gauntlet in the sense that 
Gauntlet has these generators, uh, which are basically like wooden huts or piles of bones or anything, and enemies will continue to come out of this in waves until you destroy that generator. Uh, and so you have a couple of different means to destroy these at your disposal. You can use a regular attack. Uh, my guy was the blue wizard, and he was ranged, and uh, you were the archer, yes? So yeah. You were also ranged. Also ranged, and I couldn't aim. I couldn't aim either. <laughs> and, there's no auto-aim at all. No. no aim assist, it's just, yeah, it was brutal. Get and, good, uh, get good, scrubs. Jim, that's that's the, the, the lesson. The biggest enemy <laughs> you will face in this game is the camera. Because it is... <laughs> and the con color contrast. Oh, yeah, tell us, tell us about the graphics of this game, Zach. What, what, what were your experiences? <laughs> you How would you rate this? It you can describe it in it one college-length yeah. essay. I'm yeah, like, I mean, there was the one part when we were trying to find the switch, we're running through this level, backtrack the entire way to the beginning, and on accident discovered the new path. Just from accidentally walking into what I thought was a wall. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, yeah, very muddy and indistinct yeah. looking. Well, and, and switches. Yeah. A lot of the, a lot of a lot the of gameplay of this game is built on finding a switch which will open a door to allow you to step on another switch which will open another door. Yeah. Or move platforms mm. or, yeah. This game has... It has, an, it has a lot of odd middle grounds and things because Gauntlet, Gauntlet, the original Gauntlet is just a super simple game about killing dudes and moving forward. Um, this game is mostly that, but it has a lot of backtracking to find switches and objects. You need to find obelisks in order to unlock the next world. And you need to find rune stones in order to actually beat the boss, the final boss. If you get to the final boss without all the rune stones, you have to backtrack and get them all to actually win, which is a mechanic in games that I hate. Yeah. And there's a lot of N64 games that have that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it's this thing of... You just want to fight dudes, but you also have to backtrack constantly to hit these switches and through these tight corridors, and that gets really annoying with four people. It gets tedious because, yeah, as we said, if you do, if you can't agree on a direction to move, which we could not, no. we were constantly <laughs> all splitting into four different directions. Uh, or two. And then the camera would lock. Yeah, yeah the camera doesn't... At one point, the game actually crashed. Like, it actually froze up on us, and we had to restart. And I don't know if that's just my cartridge or if this is a feature, or oh. like a common thing <laughs> a in the feature. game. A feature. <laughs> we see you're playing Gauntlet Legends. on the back of the box. It's not a bug. It's a feature. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, I just want to... Purely, purely boring and technical note. Um, this game has an expansion pack compatibility. Um, yeah, you can't play it with four players unless you have an expansion pack in your Nintendo 64. Which we which we had a heart stopping. Did not have except then you had one in your basement. We had this heart stopping little moment where I'm what like, else shit, is in did, your I, did I? Yeah. So many things. <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to look down there. Uh, we had this heart-stopping little moment of, like, shit, do I make people, like, rearrange their schedules in their lives to come record this and they're not going to be able to play? Like, cause well, we would have ousted you from the team. I mean, that's fair. That's totally reasonable. I'll take but, your spot. Yeah, and I don't know the story of why that expansion pack is out and, like, loose in my basement. <laughs> I have no idea. I think uh, I must have just picked it up in some package deal somewhere and yeah. just haven't used it. But, yeah, uh, this, this would have been nice to have the box uh, so I could see that it, it requires the expansion pack for that because it doesn't really indicate anywhere else. Also, uh, that when you've got a cooperative game and you're trying to skip all the tutorials and you actually get something in the game, yeah. like one of those scrolls that tells you, oh, yeah. this is where this thing is hidden that you need to go to, but we're so used to skipping past all that crap. Yeah. We didn't read any of it. It was painful when we had to restart and see all those messages again. <laughs> all the tutorial they, reminders. They pop, well, it's because they pop up for every character. Yeah. So it's like 
the uh, say my blue wizard picks up food. It'll say it'll the game will stop and say food gives you fifty health. Meat gives one hundred health. Yeah, exactly. Avoid and then, dangerous objects. Yeah. Avoid dangerous objects. Uh, uh, you use A to shoot your butt. Yeah, you know, whatever, and uh, just shoot your butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's your wizard. <laughs> Don't shoot butt. He's a delicate boy. Yeah, so every time, for every character, it stops doing that. So the first 15 minutes of gameplay is just sorting through that and waiting for, like, the herky-jerky stop and start of the game to subside and let you actually play. So, yes, herky-jerky. And then you run into scorpion spider things that you kick. Yes, and you can't really see the scorpion spider things because they're black and the game is black and... Everything looks it's like a mud. It's a very dark-oriented game. Like, it's just really it's, hard to see in general. There's, when you play Nintendo 64 games and older games on an HD console, um, the visuals get muddier. Um, and I think for some games like Super Mario 64, it probably doesn't matter that much because things are generally pretty bright. Yeah. But with games like this where you're running around in dungeons and dark caves, um, the jaggediness and the blurriness really gets exposed on these and uh, i i can attest that this still looks pretty yeah blurry and uh on a, on an sd tv yeah uh it maybe looked a little better but yeah. it still looks no that's pretty true. muddy we could go down to the basement and check if you want don't go <laughs> to my basement <laughs> don't look down there it's the corpses of expansion packs just littered <laughs> everywhere <laughs> you have more than one i who knows what's down there who knows what's in my cave of wonders? Oh, that's Nicole. Yeah, she doesn't know either. <laughs> um, so, I mean, this game was successful enough. There was a sequel to this uh, called Gauntlet Dark Legacy, which was a direct sequel to this. And it's, uh, it's, new, it's very similar to this game. And I it's played. really not helping my confusion. I keep wanting to call this Gauntlet Legacy. It's Gauntlet Legends, mm-hmm. but then there's Gauntlet Dark Legacy, and that's annoying to me. Sure. Because uh, we- they're both generic we learned from Titus. Zach that there's actually a Gauntlet remake that came out on Steam a couple years ago. 2014. Um, okay, wow, which yeah. I think I think it's just a remake of the original Gauntlet, so it probably doesn't have all this extra 3D and rigmarole of items and stuff. Which but... I'm fine with. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with. It. I, mean, uh, I mean, it sounds like we're bagging on this game a lot. It's not bad. It's pretty It's pretty entertaining. Um, it's just kind of hasn't aged well. Was it an original well. arcade game? Was it side-scrolling? The, it was no, top it was down. top down. The okay. original Gauntlet is a top down game. Like Bird's Eye View. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, that makes a lot more sense, honestly. No, I think this is actually a very. I think this is a very good game. Um, I think that a lot of the appeal of this game has been a little outclassed. Um, the, yeah. I think this is one of the for probably if you had a console um, around the time of N sixty four, there's not going to be there's very few options for a sort of multiplayer. RPG co-op thing, yeah, um, which makes it you know pretty awesome to be able to create a character, carry that character over, and have very slight customization. I will complain. One thing I don't like about this game is all of the RPG elements are super vague. Um, like they your are. character has two hundred and twenty-five strength, and you can buy more strength, but it there's no damn doesn't tell you how much damage you deal or how many health character. When enemies the game, have. you can't tell either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's really hard to see how your leveling up or buying stats makes any difference. No. And there's no real customization. It would be cool if there was some kind of other weapons well, or things like that. One thing I did notice, which I appreciated during the game, was that while you're in the gameplay, 
your kind of stats are shown mm -hmm. below on the mm -hmm. bottom based on the controller you are. So I was fourth player, so I was at the bottom right. And I could use the C buttons to see where my magic was, where my strength was, where my health was, where my XP points were at. And obviously because I'm the competitive person, I kept it <laughs> where my XP was. <laughs> and then at the end of the level, like when you get in the glowing band of light and transported back to the the center stage, you do get to see how much gold you get compared to other people, so. Yeah. Does anyone remember if you could kill each other with friendly fire in the original game? I, I know, I, you cannot. Okay. You could never hurt each other okay. in, in the gauntlet. But it something was... you could do in the original arcade was uh, destroy power-ups. You could destroy the food and you could destroy other useful things, which you can't do here. Uh, no, I think you still can. You can certainly can shoot you? potions before you pick them up. Maybe yeah. you can't shoot food. Maybe it just didn't happen for us. I, mean, I definitely saw uh, you shoot a potion or two, Steve. I <laughs> honestly kept forgetting who I was. Yep. I kept being you're, drawn you're, towards... You're podcast host, everybody. I kept, well, I couldn't tell. I kept seeing, like, I it mean... It was even better when we were both blue. We were both blue, and it was just, like, getting <laughs> indistinct. Like, so I was, like, off in some corner, because I kept thinking I was Wu-Tex, yeah, which I think it's just because physically we resemble each other so. Much. Yeah, you like, and the giant barbarian, right? With the loincloth and the glowing locks of yeah. long blonde hair. Like I mean, that's you could tell that's that me. from the video game. Yeah, it looks just like me. The glowing blonde. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you couldn't see that. No. Oh yeah. I saw the loincloth. I will. <laughs> you were zeroed in on one specific thing. Just, I don't even want to comment about what you were letting those tentacle monsters do <laughs> to your Valkyrie. No. <laughs> Get away from that vent. No. He understands you, me. You guys asked if the tentacles hurt people. I went and I tested it. I'm sorry. Yeah, who are we to argue with science, Steve? <laughs> she applied the method. It, 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 it bore out. Oh, man. Literally. Speaking of bore out, this game is boring me out. Not really. It's not that bad. I have one little little extra trivia nugget about the Gauntlet series. So, I don't know if you guys remember on the NE having this game on the NES or if you ever seen it on the NES, but there are two different cartridges. There was the regular gray cartridge and then there was the black Tengen cartridge. I remember. Hey, what do you remember? Okay, so I don't the think I've ever seen a Gauntlet cart cartridge before. I played it in an arcade, but I've never, okay. never played it on an NES before. Yeah, the, well, they, they they had both. They had the regular gray, and then they had... Atari would do these little knockoff black cartridges for unlicensed games. Uh, and so the reason they had that is because there was... I don't think it ever actually developed into a lawsuit, but there was threat of a lawsuit over this game. So uh, creation of this game is credited to Ed Log with two Gs. Uh, and he, for old-school video game fans, they'll know him as the creator of Asteroids, of Centipede, oh. of Super Breakout. So he's he's a big name. And uh, so he got credit for creating Gauntlet. But once the game got really super popular, another developer, a guy named John Palovich, he came forward and said that they basically ripped off his game uh, from the Atari called Dandy. That came out in 1983, and it was a top-down. It was They're pretty similar. And Ed Logg himself even said that it was an inspiration. Uh, so should have thought of a better name. He should have thought of a better name. Who's going to play a game called Dandy? Like Not D me. A N D Y. Like yeah. Candy is... Like, I'm a dandy, like... Sure, like, like you're... Like, the limp... Sorry. Like yeah. I don't know if that's dandy. appropriate, like, no. the limpress dandy. You're going to offend our 17th century dandy kids. <laughs> <laughs> my, my English degree their is not allowing Their powdered wigs are flying off the flurry. They're throwing down their kerchiefs <laughs> in disgust. I say! Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, they, they kind of tied the game series up for a little while. So they kind of... If you have the gray cartridge on the NES, it has... 
the code, it credits Adlog, and the black version, it's the identical game, but there's no um, developer credited. So they didn't give John Palovich credit for it, they just didn't give anybody credit for it. Which, which I guess cartridges is worth more? They're about the same. Oh, they came out right on the Not very much. Yeah, I mean, it's it's more, if you're a collector, those black cartridges are interesting to have as collectors, and they also fuck up your shelf. Because yeah. it's like everything else, and then these ones with like rounded edges, and they're really weird. Oh. Not as bad as like Bible Adventures did, but uh, oh, that game's a classic. Can we talk about Bible Adventures? No, I'm just... <laughs> um, Chuck Moses in the water. Huh? Um, um, this game, speaking of expense, this is one of the. This game is slightly expensive for um, N64. It's not a. It's not like you know, the bottom of the barrel. You know, twenty Probably. to thirty bucks. Yeah, um, I consider that generally to be on the expensive. End. That's probably in the more Since. two or three star side of, yeah. of it. Because yeah, N sixty four games aren't generally expensive, and I think this one was uh, fairly well liked. Um, people keep going yeah. back to it. I mean, it's still it, a staple at every arcade. It's the this is the only game of this is the only game for N sixty four that is like this game. That was not eloquently said, but there's no other multiplayer RPGs yeah. for the Nintendo sixty four. Yeah, um, no, that's true. Yeah, I mean, I, I, think I think now, you know, there's a lot of other options. Um, yeah, Diablo, Diablo Torch, would Torchlight. Yeah. Torchlight, yeah. Yep. Um, that have just a lot more um, depth, and it's not that hard to get some set up with your friends. And not quite as repetitive. Yeah. Um, which I think is what kills it ultimately for me. I mean, it's it's fine. This one's fine. I guess we could get to our ratings now since we're already kind of rating it. So uh, me and Woody have a ongoing list going Ongoing list going. Ongoing list going. It's ongoing. I'm just going to let you roll with it. Please do. Uh, So, right now, Woody, your list currently best game to worst game on the Nintendo 64. We're doing the whole thing again. We're doing it all again. Let's just assume we have basically the same list. Yeah, that's why I'm just reading yours. The differences are pretty minimal. Your list right now Banjo Kazooie, best game on the system. Fighter Destiny 2. Mario Party. Fighter's Destiny. Space Invaders. Mortal Kombat Mythology Sub Zero. And Nagano Winter Olympics 98. Man, that's not very many games, Steve. It feels like we've been doing this so much longer already. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, it's okay. Um, uh, no, this is pretty easy. I'm going to put this game actually right under Banjo-Kazooie. Really? Yeah. Okay, you think this is um, better than Fighter Destiny 2? Yeah. Um, I think that there's more reason to own and or go back to this game than there is to Fighter's Destiny 2. Okay. Um, I Maybe it... Yeah, I agree it's kind of repetitive. Um... The graphics are muddy, um, different aspects of it don't hold up so well, but the ability to save a character, to um, play it multiplayer, um, and I think people have a lot of fondness for this game. Um, and I, I think the items are cool, I really like the announcer. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel he confident. He makes some salient that. points, food is good. Yeah, avoid dangerous objects. I don't. I still don't think that's right. That doesn't sound right to me. Are you sure if I just don't stand on the razor blade floor? All right, where are you going to put this on your list, Steve? All right, so if this is your number two, I, I think I liked it a little less, so I'm putting it as my number three. So for me, it goes uh, Banjo-Kazooie, Mario Party, Gauntlet Legends. Well, and then we're... You still have Mario Party at number... Oh, you should be ashamed. Once it's in the list, it's in yeah, the list. Oh, man. It's unalterable. You're going to make up Mario He's going to make a presidential run and people are going to pull out this list of N64 games. You guys have and... like 250 games to go. We have yeah. a while, yeah. Mario yeah. Party can make its way down. All right, and that's a good I point. mean, good news for uh, for people. My my collection is finally 100% complete. So there's nothing to stop us. Thank you. I'm excited about that. So I want to ask a couple questions about that, Steve. Okay. First off, congratulations on acquiring all of the Nintendo 64 games. That's a good question. Thank you. Uh, second... 
How do you feel? Did it did it allay a pit of desperation in your stomach for a little bit? Or would you say that it exacerbated it with knowledge that there's no more to achieve? And Alexander wept for he had no more worlds to conquer. Exactly. Is that the kind of thing and we're going that's on? What I'm, yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm yeah. talking about. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, no. Come on. It felt good. It was It was always kind of a foregone co- conclusion. <laughs> this isn't like, uh, I wonder if I'll ever be able to climb Mount Everest. It's, I wonder if I'll ever be able to get on eBay enough times <laughs> and find a cheap enough versions of these games. So you were able to do that? I was able to do that. I summoned the strength <laughs> to spend five bucks on the last whatever. And I think NFL Blitz is the last game I have to arrive. Ooh. Oh, man, so, I just well, game. damn it. <laughs> People keep coming to me and saying that after the fact. I'm I like, know that you were missing that one. I believe I gave you all my Maddens and uh, You gave me all your quarterback, quarterback clubs. clubs. I yeah. gave you Rugrat Scravenger. You, Rugrat Scravenger. Huh? Scravenger. Yes, scravenger. Blah, <laughs> Scavenger. Yes. Them. But you gave me a few. You gave me uh, Tony Hawk, I think, mm-hmm. and a couple others. Yeah. One of the Mortal Kombat's. Yeah, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. And one of the Zeldas, even though I never played it. Oh, I love them. So are you going to yeah. try and pimp out the collection anymore at this point? Like uh, trying to get boxes or manuals or anything like that? All, anything all of the different variations Christmas? of consoles. Chasing down all the boxes sounds exhausting to me. And expensive. <laughs> and expensive. Sometimes the boxes are more expensive than the game. Uh, I would say in most cases, In most probably. cases. Yes. And it's, you know, it's for good enough reason. I mean, these boxes are so flimsy. They're like the NES boxes. They're, they're, people don't hold on to them. They fall apart and you throw them away. Right. Uh, so there aren't very many. I've got maybe about a dozen games that are just in the box. Um, it's not It's not a goal. It's not a goal. It's not a. It's not a sticking point for me. Um, you know, a couple of little oddities. There's a uh, version of Yoshi's Story that came out. Um, it's just called Yoshi's Story International Edition, and all it was was uh, a demo cart for like I in-store kiosks. Yes. Uh, and it's it's only one level. It's only released in the North America, but all the dialogue on it's in Japanese, huh. and it has a different label sticker. So that's kind of a weird oddity that's hard to come by, but sometimes you find those. Um, if I if I see it, you know, hey, I'll go for it. But otherwise, otherwise I'm feeling good about it. Feeling not not it. looking to move on to another system, anything like that. Not I mean, going to start a Jaguar mm, podcast. I'm here. I'm side eyeing Dreamcast, <laughs> but uh, not that's not going to be for a while. Well, you that's can just burn all those games. Damn it! Damn it! Game Gear. That's not as fun. There's no. So, yeah. How many uh, How many Japanese games are there? that uh, didn't ever come to North America. Oh, God. Maybe target those. Yeah, that'd be weird to check out. I, I think there aren't that much more Japanese. This was not a popular system in Japan, uh, so there aren't that much more over there. I think maybe there's about 100 games that never came over here. And one of these days, maybe sometime if you're out of town and we're stuck for material or something like that, I'll, I'll do a little research on games that were supposed to come out for the N64 and never did. Uh, or got moved to another system like Animal Crossing or uh, Eternal Darkness, stuff like that. that yeah, got, that, yeah. Bumped up. that sounds really boring. Just I wait till I'm out of town and then do record that one. I, I, I will wait for you to be gone. Perfect. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to our guests for joining. Oh, do you guys want to do lists? <laughs> Where on your list does this fall? This is number one. All right, number you hear that? Put it, put it on the box. Put it on the box midway from 20 years ago. Zach Strong, number one game on Nintendo 64. <laughs> Lindsay? Based on all the games I've played, or based, no, based on for the podcast, all the games the ones you played. played the oh, well, assuming that I'm going to do more of these right now, it's number one because it's the only one on there. All right. I mean. 
I think you've got dibs in perpetuity forever for Mario Kart. So you'll you'll be back for Mario Kart. And Scavenger Hunt. Okay. Scavenger yeah. Hunt. Because honestly, I tried playing Scavenger Hunt without you, and it does not make sense. Oh, I can teach you it the whole weird. game. It is weird. Like, it's a Rugrats <laughs> game that's so complicated. I um, know. Well, my parents bought it for me because... Last year. No. <laughs> <laughs> they know how you love the Rugrats. I'm an only child, and we bought the N64... Oh, I paid for it um, as a family console. It was it was the whole point. And so they bought me Rugrats Scavenger Hunt so we could all play it together as a family. I'm pretty sure we played it like three or four times. <laughs> and then I actually oddly played it a lot by myself. And it's a slow, it's slow going, slow game. Slow going. Right. So look, look, audience, look forward to this exciting Rugrats conversation <laughs> in I don't know how many episodes. What oh, episode God. are we doing next, Steve? What's the next game? Next week, uh, we got a double header again. Uh, you and I are going to be playing Extreme G and its sequel, Extreme G Two. I believe these Extreme- are about space motorcycles. Extremer G, Extremist G. <laughs> All right, more extremier. <laughs> Uh, it's the only game made entirely of Mountain Dew and Doritos. And gangsters. And gangsters. <laughs> yeah, we said Extreme G, and she thought it was like a 50-cent blood-on-the-sand prequel or something. <laughs> Which, that game's amazing, by the way. Um, and unironically, it's like, it's, like the, it's like the Troll 2 of video games. It's oh, amazing. No. All right, that sounds pretty good. All right, All for right. Uh, Ultra 64, I've been Woody Siskowski. I have not. I'm Steve Cutley. Uh, thank you to our guests. So thanks for guys for coming in. Uh, you want to say your names again? Um, your names are Lindsay or Zach. Let's end this thing. It's never gonna end. I think, ah! I think we could have just ended it with an unknown. <laughs> Done. Maybe I'll edit it. Cut. Out. All right. Thank you, everybody. Bye.